Section 66 of Editorials from the Dial Magazine, Volume 66. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. President Wilson's recent speeches in Paris will do little for his own credit, the service of his country, or the honor of her dead. On May 10th, he delivered an address before the French Academy of Moral and Political Sciences, in which he delivered himself of his usual well-laundered sentiments my view of the state is that it must stop and listen to what i have to say no matter how humble i am i have always been among those who believe that the greatest freedom of speech was the greatest safety in this free air of free speech men get into that sort of communication with another which constitutes the basis of all common achievement one pauses aghast at this oily hypocrisy Mr. Wilson knows that there are hundreds of his fellow citizens in prison for speaking their minds, not to the state, but to spies set by the state, to trap them. He knows it because he has just commuted the sentence of such a fellow citizen, William Powell of Lansing, Michigan, from twenty years to one as punishment for saying in private that the stories of German atrocities were propaganda, that he could not believe in President Wilson, that the war was a rich man's war one year of confinement in leavenworth which with the unearned increment of tuberculosis means death and five thousand dollar fine which has already reduced this man's family to beggary this is president wilson's conception of free speech we submit that he has made the french academy of political and moral sciences the victim of a hoax which would be silly if it were not tragic mr wilson's memorial day address is likewise notable for establishing a complete antithesis between words and deeds it has the same fulsome quality as the address to the academy the same hollow rhetoric but here tragically misplaced it is delightful it is more delightful the world cares little for the stages of mr wilson's hedonism it cares even less for the tawdry second-hand verbal ornament of one who cherishes the platitude as a figure of speech but when he makes the death of his soldiers an argument for the cause which he has betrayed, the mind of the reader is divided between amazement at the effrontery and horror at the sacrilege. Shall I ever speak a word of counsel which is inconsistent with the assurances I gave them when they came over? This is quoted from his address at New York before his second departure for France. Then it was a promise, now it is a broken promise. Here I stand consecrated in the spirit of the men who were once my comrades, and who are now gone, and who left me under eternal bonds of fidelity. One is forced to ask, where does Mr. Wilson stand? Perhaps at Fiume. What are those eternal bonds? The recognition of the British protectorate in Egypt? The cession of the Saar Valley to France? Of South Tyrol to Italy? of Shantung to Japan, the starvation of Russia, the economic war after the war against Germany, it is too much to expect that he should characterize these achievements in truthful language. He has properly left that to Mr. Debs. It is perhaps too much to expect that he should refrain from exalting himself in the light of what he would like to have done in place of these things but that he should accept them in the name of the men who at his bidding died for a better world is blasphemy end of section 66